Good morning and welcome back to our small group resources. We're looking at Daniel chapter 9 this week where Daniel prays for his people. And, you know, the events of chapter 9 occur roughly around the same time as the events of chapter 6, 539 B.C. Darius the Mede mentioned here in verse 1 is the same Darius mentioned in chapter 6, verse 1. Daniel would have been around 80 years old by now, and he realizes by studying and reading the prophet Jeremiah that the end of the 70-year exile is close. Just think, Daniel has served foreign kings in a foreign land for basically his entire life after being taken captive as a young teenager. This entire time, Daniel has remained faithful to the one true God and now turns to the Lord pleading that he rescue the exiled Jews and restore them to their land as promised for God's namesake, not because they deserve it, but because of God's great mercy. I'll focus on Daniel's prayer and the beginning of his encounter with Gabriel in this chapter. I won't get into verses 24 through 27, but leave that for your discussion. Follow with me as I read Daniel 9 verses 1 through 3 from the NLT. It was the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede, the son of Asherus who became king of the Babylonians. During his first during the first year of his reign, I Daniel learned from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet that Jerusalem must lie desolate for 70 years. So, I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. I also wore rough burlap and sprinkled myself with ashes. Let's stop there and look at what Daniel read from Jeremiah starting in chapter 25. I'll read verses 8 through 12. This is from the ESV. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you have not obeyed my words, behold, I will send for all the tribes of the north, declares the Lord, and for Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all these surrounding nations. I will devote them to destruction and make them a horror, a hissing and an everlasting desolation. Moreover, I will banish from them the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the grinding of the millstones and the light of the lamp. The whole land shall become a ruin and a waste and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Then after 70 years are complete, I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, the land of the Chaldeans, for their iniquity, declares the Lord, making the land an everlasting waste. Now pick up back in chapter 9 of Daniel, verse 4. Daniel says this, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant and keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and obey your commands. Did Daniel complain for the nearly 70 years of hardship in his prayer and play the victim for the pain and suffering his people have endured? No. He starts off with adoration. Oh, Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You are a covenant-keeping God. You're filled with steadfast love to those who keep your commandments. This is a little different from our prayer when we're in not-so-great circumstances. Why did God punish his people? Well, we see it in Jeremiah, verse 6 of chapter 25. Do not go after other gods to serve and worship them or provoke me to anger 
with the work of your hands, then I will do no then I will do you no harm. Daniel understood that he and his people were simply living in the consequences of poor decisions, and he's pleading with God to hear him and restore them as he realizes the 70-year period of exile is drawing to a close. Follow with me as I read the other text from Jeremiah that um, Daniel likely read. Chapter 29, verses 10 and 11. For thus says the Lord, When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have to you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Chapter uh, Jeremiah 29 was a letter written by the prophet to the exiles. Again, Daniel is reminded that 70 years coming to an end, prompting his prayer. You know, 29.11 is an encouraging scripture, no doubt. It's often quoted, written on coffee cups and t-shirts and journals. But I believe few people really know the true context, and that's why we study our Bibles verse by verse. This verse was written to an exiled nation, promising them a future and a hope back in their homeland in 70 years. Now, back to Daniel. Let's pick back up on Daniel's prayer, starting again on verse 5. But we have sinned and done wrong. We have rebelled against you and scorned your commands and regulations. We have refused to listen to your servants, the prophets, who spoke on your authority to our kings and princes and ancestors and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are in the right. But as you see, our faces are covered with shame. This is true of all of us, including the people of Judah and Jerusalem and all Israel scattered near and far, wherever you have driven us because of our disloyalty to you. O Lord, we and our kings, princes and ancestors are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. This goes on as Daniel pleads with God in repentance for himself and for all the people, going back to God's actions as righteous and deserving for their sin. He then calls on God's mercy and asks him to rescue them for God's namesake, asking for forgiveness, falling on his knees in repentance, falling on his face in repentance, and asking for mercy for the glory of God's name. You know, Daniel is what we call a type of Christ, a shadow of what is to come, as Christ is the mediator between man and God, Daniel gives us a glimpse of this beautiful picture as he pleads to God on behalf of his people. Then Gabriel shows up again to speak to Daniel. Listen as I read Daniel 9, 20 and 21. While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my plea before the Lord my God for the holy hill of my God, While I was speaking in prayer, the man, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at first, came to me in swift flight at the time of the evening sacrifice. This is the same Gabriel who appeared to Daniel in chapter 8. And Gabriel says something very important, and I'm paraphrasing. The moment you began praying, God heard you. The moment you began praying, God heard you. The disciple whom Jesus loved said this, This is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we ask of him. John, 1 John 5, 14 and 15. 
Daniel was praying in accordance to God's will and his prayer was answered. This is such a great lesson for us today. We must plead with God to help us by his spirit to pray, help ask him to help us pray in alignment with his perfect will. We want to be in the center of God's will. One way for us to do this is to pray the scriptures, turn the scriptures into prayers. This is a surefire way to pray according to God's will. Wrapping up, you know, there are many interpretations of the last part of this chapter, which I'm not going to get into. Gabriel speaks of the anointed one and a prince that will come. Our prince has come, right? He came once to die and he'll come again to judge and rule in his eternal kingdom. Join me today and every day celebrating the everlasting mercy of our God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who did not forget about us. He did not leave us as exiles as we deserved, but he rescued us because of his great love he has for us. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Talk to you next time.